Hey, have you ever felt other because you're not a mother? Or wondered why motherhood and otherhood are the only defined options for womanhood? Want to feel whole no matter the fruit of your womb? Yeah, me too. It's time for a new paradigm. Are you ready? Welcome to Ladies Like Us. I'm your host, Linda Lysing. Join me as we swap those narrow definitions with real, diverse, and inclusive stories that dig into the full spectrum of mothering mojo, including motherhood missed, motherhood dissed. We're going to coach a little, empower a lot, ask the good questions, and massively celebrate life choices. So, whether you're childless, motherhood curious, ambivalent, child-free, or a self-defined mother of any kind, this space is for you. Sound good? Let's do it. Hello, it's Linda. I've missed you and I am so, so happy to be back. Welcome to season three of Ladies Like Us. Season three of Ladies Like Us is called Nothing is Broken, Nothing is Wrong. And I'm going to really just flesh out that concept during this season. I feel kind of fired up on a lot of levels and have so much that I want to share with you all. So stay tuned for that. If this is your first time tuning in to Ladies Like Us, welcome. And I'm sure listening to my intro, you understand that this podcast was started in the spirit of having conversations for people in the otherhood. And by the otherhood, I mean those who do not have children. So I'm calling it ladies like us. It can be um, people like us, right? Anyone who is not situated with children, with offspring, who are projecting into the future and are part of our legacy. So I consider this to be an important arena. Our needs are different. Our lives look different to us since we likely grew up with parents and we know what it is to be a child of parents, right? But also we appear different to the rest of the world or just to society in general. And I like to look at it from our soul's growth perspective. So we're each given experiences in life to evolve us, right? The great unfoldment, the unfoldment of who we are, right? Life's a journey. And I think on that journey, you're given certain things to work with that help you better understand yourself, expand you, give you purpose and meaning, a kind of framework for your life. And I think that children definitely provide a lot of um, material to be worked with. A lot of things about having children naturally have to create structure in our adult lives. And I think without that, without that, say, obligation slash vocation, we have to approach life a little differently. And so we look at what is in our life, work with that to evolve us. We look for other doorways. We look for how to be in our purpose and how to how to feel our purpose, right? And f- like approve of ourselves as we go through this journey. So welcome. And 
I don't necessarily speak about otherhood concerns all the time. I'm really looking at all like the whole human condition. So whoever this resonates with, I'm so, so happy you're here. And uh, yeah, let's, let's dig in. So nothing is broken. Nothing is wrong. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm leading with. Okay. I recently redesigned my website. I had put my light on or planted my flag for women in the otherhood who were either still considering motherhood or just needed to move to a place of acceptance. And I was really just devoted to, to working with, with people at this level. And I realized that what I, what I really wanted was like the thing behind the thing. So kind of like, why are these things important, right? Like, what is it to have a uh, deep desire like that? What is it to create what you want? What is it to, to not have it? There's a fork in the road and you have to take one path. You may start out with resignation or a sense that life didn't quite work out the way you expected, but what is it to actually like meet that life, right? Embrace that life. Um, go all in and find so much beauty in that life. So for me, the nothing is broken, nothing is wrong goes back to what I really want to stand for, which is, I guess what I call existential confidence. I think about it like this by its shadow, existential anxiety. So what is it that, what's that feeling? That sense that you regret past choices, You're like this didn't happen to me because X, Y, and Z, you know, like you had an abortion years ago, or you were too career driven, or I don't know, maybe you let go of somebody who would have been good father material, but who didn't light you up. And then relationships after that didn't quite pan out or create a nest for that home you wanted to create. You know, any number of, of, of things that are on our journey and they don't line up with maybe what we think we want. And this isn't to disregard, like you may really want it. You may feel pressured to want it as well. And so fully exploring all of that, um, knowing your whys, liking your reasons for things. The existential anxiety comes from the sense that the path you're on isn't the path you're supposed to be on, right? And how can that be true? Because like you're on it. <laughs> um, that's how you're you know, you're supposed to be on it. And so rather than sit in anxiety and doubt about it, what is it to look at it head on, accept it, but then love it. And so for me, moving from the anxiety of feeling off about your path, the sense that you didn't choose right, your gifts aren't being used, you're, you're in the wrong purpose all that stuff. When you move to existential confidence, you know, it doesn't mean you, you have it perfect and that uh, like everything, all the stars are aligned, but you kind of know when you, you really feel good, like about your life choices. And you know that all the good isn't just in the past. Like you have a lot to look forward to and you're excited. You're passionate. You belong to your life. 
I've spoken about belonging in, in past episodes, and I think sometimes we we are so outwardly driven that we think we just need to belong to a place, group, that acceptance needs to come from other people. But really, like anything else, it starts at home, very, very close, like look in the mirror kind of close. When you're in non-acceptance of, of your life, you're just going to carry that everywhere. And feel like you're on the periphery of life and not not in the center of your life. I was always working on this piece when it came to people in the otherhood that I was working with. But I think what I, I thought about even more was that, strangely enough, my, my niche really appealed to people who have children. And I thought, hmm, why is that? And I think it's because a lot of them are like, oh my gosh, my kids mean so much, like they've changed my life. And so they're thinking like those who don't have them, like how empty their lives must be, or or they're just, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I, like that could have been me to not have those things. And I'm going to ask you to resist um, getting annoyed by that because it's not pity. It's just that you know, with anything, when you hear that someone's mom died when they were really young, you're like, oh my God. And all of a sudden you're super grateful for the fact that your mom's still around, right? It's just, it's just human nature. But I think in the having of the thing, meaning children and, and that, that sense of family and continuity, they can really recognize that it was an important space that I was creating to really like allow themselves to face down that void, that that emptiness, that that sense that they missed out on something really big, right? And it is really big, for sure. I mean, I can't, yeah, there's no way around that. But it's not better big. It's just, it's big though, right? A whole, you know, human being, you're a doorway for a human being. And the the nurturance of this soul is kind of in your hands, right? So we want to find other things in our lives that allow us to work with our own soul's purpose to a similar degree. So I'm going to just offer one little nugget in this episode, and we're going to we're gonna move through a lot of topics. But today, I just want to kick off with a little bit about self-validation. So like I said, I think my deepest desire is to for myself and for anyone listening is to help you find the deepest approval of yourself. Yeah, just the deepest sense of approval of yourself. And so when you think about approval, think about validation, right? And let's think about self-validation for a minute. It's not always clear how our validation pathways get set up, right? There's a concept that's been studied in psychology called the locus of control. It's tied to our individual experiences of success and failure. And the main distinction is that those with an external locus of control believe that life is happening to them and that they are powerless against what life has in store for them, as opposed to an internal locus of control operating from a place of self-trust and belief in their ability to make things happen their agency. So let that sink in for a moment and think like, how do we develop and discover where our personal source of agency lies? You know, it's a big topic, right? 
So I just want to like lay down that nugget first, because if you find yourself in the otherhood and you felt powerless, like certain things just didn't align, whether you were circumstantially infertile, meaning, you know, your body was probably fine, but you really just never had a shot at it because you never had the nest or the partner set up in a certain way, or financially, maybe you needed to go through some treatments, but you just didn't have the resources, right? Or the support, or maybe your body just really wasn't cooperating, right? And so it's easy to feel like we're lacking in control. But again, there are certain circumstances that that we can't, but then there's so much, so much that we can. And having belief that the path that you're on for perfectly good reason, and you look for how it's working for you and not against you, this only benefits how, how you perceive your life. So I'm setting up this self-validation piece because it's an important part of self-trust and and having that deep approval of self, right? These these all work in conjunction with one another. I mean, they're all they're just interrelated. And so part of having existential confidence is feeling like, "Hey, that's the right choice because I made it." It's the right choice because I made it. How about that? Right? Fuck you. No, just kidding. I I hope I I hope I made you laugh. So let's keep going with existential confidence and next week I'm going to talk about the upward spiral. This came to me in a vision while I was taking peyote. Just kidding. No, but I had a very challenging last 6 months of my life and somewhere when I was really like in the void in the in the bottom of the bottom and, and, and very low, it came to me very clearly. And I think it's a pretty cool model of how to think about your life. And I'm really jazzed to share it with you. So um, that'll be coming up soon. And I hope you enjoy this episode. And um, yeah, stay tuned. I'll see you soon. Okay, bye.